You are listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast following a 5-4 loss on home ice to the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm Ross Levitan alongside at Laleem's Martian tonight, Brandon Piller out celebrating his girlfriend's birthday. Happy birthday, Simone. And hey, it was military appreciation night in Ottawa and the Senators did put up a fight. The only problem, Martian, was it was too little, too late. Yeah, definitely too little, too late. But, I mean, talk about an exciting game for the home crowd fans there. Holy, like never a dull moment in Sensland. These guys, like, it's high event Senators hockey every night with this team. It's a friggin' roller coaster, Ross. I don't know if I can hold on, though, buddy. Holy, like, this team going down 5-1 to one at one point in this game and then slowly throughout the, the end of the second and the third period, giving us hope and clawing back to bring it within one. But just not being able to get the job done. But there were so many little moments, Ross. Just- and you, you touched on two of them on your Twitter, at Laleem's Martian. And, and for me, it's that Debrinket chance where it's almost a set play. We used to see this with Carlson all the time where he'd take like a slap pass or it could be icing, but he knows his guy is going to win the race there. And Debrinket yeah. goes back in. It's kind of the story of the season for Alex Debrinket. He's getting good chances and for the most part looking good. He did heal one in the first period on an opportunity in, in this game, but like the chances are there. It's just goalies are making nice saves on him. You go back to Mark Andre Fleury against Chicago twice and now tonight, like that was almost as guaranteed of a goal. Almost, not quite, but almost as much as the two on O with Stutzland Batherson in Tampa. Yeah, these are the kind of chances that he has had throughout his career that have always gone in for him. And I think this is like just this first time in his life where he's like, why aren't these going in for me all of a sudden? And But I think as he goes, the team is going to go because when he's putting it in the back of the net, they're, they're going to have a way better chance to win because those chances that he's getting. And we've said this, we've talked about it so many times already, like he is creating so many opportunities and getting so many good looks on net. Um, it's just a matter of time, I feel like, but like, this can't go on. Like he needs to start burying some of these, right? That's why he's here. Yeah. And the Ottawa senators are off to another tough start Four straight losses. And now they are four, six and O on the season and another troubling trend. We're going to get into a lot on this because it was basically a tale of two games. Like Vegas dominated this game early. They score a minute 22 in who else, but Mark stone unassisted. Although, you could probably give Thomas Shabbat a primary assist on that one. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, Tommy boy, that guy's not on your team anymore, buddy. You can't just be passing it to him perfectly in the slot like that. That's that's brutal. And that that's the kind of start that will deflate any team, like not just a fragile, fragile Ottawa Senators team. You know what I mean? Like you start off a game like that and and it's not just him either. Right. Like, first of all, to finish my point there, to to start a game like that is just going to like, it's like you're coming out, you're fired up for a hockey game. And then a minute in the game, you're giving up a, uh, you know, a, a pizza in the middle of your own slot. And of course, you know, Mark Stone's going to bury that every time, but it wasn't just him who was having these kind of breakdowns, right? Like to bring it, you talked about him healing one on an offensive chance. Well, he healed a, a breakout pass that ended up going the other way for a goal as well. So, I mean, these kind of defensive breakdowns are the ones that are going to haunt they're going to haunt the Sens if they keep happening. It's just, it's, no matter what, you're never going to win hockey games in the NHL if you're doing that, no matter how many goals you can score. Because we know this team is capable of scoring. And, and you know, if they're down by a goal or two, like most of the time, I think they're capable of coming back. But if you're giving away the puck like that, then you're screwed. 
Bad bounce to good bounce. Claude Giroux, the one hopper from the neutral zone. Yeah. World Series going on as well. The shortstop just couldn't get that one. And those are tough to blame the goalie on. But Ottawa ties it up at one there. Debrinkit gets his seven assists of the season. And Giroux, it was almost like that. Uh, I forget who did it, but in the NBA, it might have been D- Damian Lillard, where he just pulls up for three and he turns around and starts walking back like he had already scored. In, yeah. in the basketball case, of course, you know you scored. In Giroux's he had to wait, and he said an intermission that the crowd told him that he gets that one. So Ottawa gets it back pretty quickly. Three minutes later, it's tied at one. Then Riley Smith, Zach Whitecloud in the last minute, and just a bad trend there with Ottawa allowing goals in the last two, three minutes mm-hmm. of periods. And beyond that, like I want to say that they've given up so many more goals. Like to like the other team scores last at the end of a period, even if it's not in the last minute. They just always seem to be chasing play at the end of periods towards that so that's tough they give up that one they're down 3-1 and then it's 4-1 twice because the first one yeah. gets called back on an offside and then Chandler Stevenson soon after a short-handed goal just brutal Will Carrier makes it 5-1 we get the goalie change Cam Talbot gets his first, first appearance in Ottawa and that really seemed to change momentum eh Martian? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Maybe it was a little too late to be pulling him, I guess, because after the, after they did it, they they started playing like a different team in front of Cam Delbit. And I, I don't know why the reasoning for that is. I guess it's just like a quick shakeup that was, you know, said to the guys like, you know, you really let down Anton Forsberg tonight because I don't think any of those goals were his fault. Um, to see him get yanked and then be a little bit emotional going down the tunnel like that after he was pulled. Um, I think I think maybe that, you know, this team is pretty tight knit and I think they love Forsberg. So letting him down like that, it's not going to sit well with them. So, um, you know, yeah, they woke up a little bit after the fact there. Obviously, they locked it down defensively, too, after that, for the most part, as, as far as uh, not allowing any goals, because they didn't allow any goals and Talbot didn't allow any goals and he had to make a few saves. But, um, yeah, it was definitely a tale of two two teams for sure with with. Forsberg and that and then Talbot and and we know Talbot Talbot's getting the start on uh, on Saturday too yes exactly so this was a nice little warm-up for him after only getting into half of one preseason game he's back from his fractured rib and the Ottawa Senators I mean from a shot and expected goal standpoint dominated this game I have much less issue with this game than I did at yeah. the game down in Tampa Bay right like yeah you want to so. there's still a lot to clean up in terms of mistakes in your own end and mistakes that are costly. Jake Sanderson looked like a rookie tonight, and I think he was due for a game like that. We are certainly not going to be piling on Jake Sanderson on this show, but uh, he certainly didn't have his best tonight. And, no. you know, the, that was a pretty costly mistake there. He gets walked in, in the neutral zone, and uh, it was like right down Main Street there. I think, yeah, by William Carlson. Nice setup, though. you got to give credit where it's due there on, on that Riley Smith goal that made it 2-1. Uh, with just moments left in the power play. But all in all, like Ottawa has 63% Corsi. They've got a 14-9 advantage in the high danger chances. They had a, a huge lead in the expected goals in this game. And you just look at it at the end of the day, you're like, they're finding different ways to lose each game. But what, yeah. what it comes down to at the end of the day, though, is with the goalie pulled, they're still unable to really get any quality chances, let alone a goal. Uh, yeah, they can pass it around the outside all day. They're they're definitely skilled enough to do that, but they're they're not penetrating those those deep areas where you need to get good angle shots to to actually get a goal, or at least you know create some chaos in front and and maintain a little bit of the you know the puck staying in that dangerous area. But 
Yeah, you're right. They're, they haven't been able to do it in any of the games they've been in. And, and Ross, that kind of leads into a point that I was about to make. Like, the Sens have been losing games by excluding empty netters. Like, they're losing games by one goal every time here. So, like, they're still in it. Um, and that's an encouraging sign, I think. And and I know that it's, it's like, at this point in the season, it can be hard to be optimistic with with the outcomes that they've, they've had. But there's so many things uh, about the way that they're losing that you can you know, it's all fixable. It's, it's encouraging. And don't forget they're missing Artem Zub too, right? So, like, I mean, not having Zub is, is so huge um, for, for stopping goals. Like, that guy alone, I think, prevents, like, two or three goals a game maybe, like, based on the way they're playing without him. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's tough. But I, I do think that things are okay. It's not off the rails here quite yet. Um, but we know how November can treat us, so. Let's hope things are a little different in that regard. And you look at it and Danny pointed out like a loss, a loss. Yeah, for sure. You're going up against the second hottest team in the league. That's a six game win streak right now for the Vegas Golden Knights. They played like it in the first period a little bit, but then they sat back and I would love to know the stats when a team gets like a three, nothing lead before the midway point, how often they blow it. It just feels like it's almost too early and you can't sit on a lead. You have to keep attacking and it's just in human nature to kind of retract and just look to play defense when you have such a big lead. So I think there are a bit of score effects that go into how the second and third went, but at the same time, like Ottawa just kind of took it to them. So it's unfortunate that they dug themselves that much of a loss. And before we get to a Sen Central standout, and we're going to have a lot more with Mark Mathot on tomorrow's Locked On Senators. Pilsy will be in action for that one. We're recording early. That one should be out around noon. So stay tuned for that on your favorite audio podcast platform or on YouTube where we'll post that as well. We're also doing our quick 60 second recaps and previews. You can find that in the shorts category, but before we get to the standouts, I want to bring up my favorite part of this game and that's Tim Stutzla taking a big hit. He threw one by the way too. Oh, Jack. oh. that was a big hit. Yeah. He smoked Eichel there that was, and, and Nicholas Hag wasn't too happy about it, but guess what, Nick, that's hockey, baby. Like, deal with it. Yes, it is. And Giroux superstar on superstar violence warrants no after effect, in my opinion. No, no, we don't need any of that. We can just uh, keep keep skating right past it. And uh, I thought the boys did a good job there. But Tim Stutz, like then, kind of comes back to the bench in the third period or in third period, right? Yes. Yeah, it was yep. the third period. Yeah, it was the second goal. When he uh, takes the magic beans, you mean? Well, he took the magic beans after he also, and they didn't show this part of the conversation on the on the screen but mike johnson who's between the benches said it on tsn when uh when he yeah. was going after it he's like he's like drew said we're we're going you, you ready like, are you in like, or are you in the way towards the shift. Yeah, yeah. Towards that shift too beauty I, I i love that uh i wish we had a, a camera angle on it so that we could see drew do it but him, you know, you know, Timmy, we know him like, you know, European kind of players sometimes are, are a little bit sensitive when it comes to the, the physical pain. Maybe they overreact or try to sell things, whatever, whatever you want to say about that. Um, but, you know, to have a guy like Giroux, who's a like, grizzled veteran, who's a tough player, who's been through long playoff grinds and knows what it takes to win games. Looking at a young player like Tim Stutzel, who hasn't done any of that yet in his career and saying, hey, we need you. Are you good? then good, get up, let's play. That means a lot, I think, for a guy like Tim Stussel to be like, you know what, I am okay, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a difference here in this game. And next shift, you said it, he goes out and scores that goal, and that wasn't his only one. 
Nope. Brady Kachuk has three assists in this game. And Claude Giroux, Tim Stutza each with two goals. And we will get to a little bit more into the line combinations, which saw Kachuk with Stutzla and Giroux in that third period. Debrinkit, Pinto, and Batherson as the other one in the top six. It was interesting as well that Mark Kastelik and Dylan Gambrell each played under 8.30 in this game. The two fewest time on ice down the middle were to the centers, although picking up a few of those minutes was Derek Broussard, who was up over 12 minutes in the game, 2.38 of that coming on the power play. So a valiant effort for the comeback. I mean, they ha- they throw 46 shots on goal. They allow 32. They throw yeah. 46. Another 21 are blocked. So if you're going with blocks and shots that actually reach the net, that's 57 to 39 are, are what you're looking at here. So against, a, a, again, the second best team, it sucks because it kind of feels like you're making excuses here. Yeah. At some point, like a loss, a loss, a loss. And you I came know. Big expectations, and you're sitting on four wins in the first 10 games. I know, yeah, it is a loss, is a loss, is a loss, Ross. But <laughs> you know, you look, you you look at this game, and you can look at specific moments where if they would have just done one little thing, I know, like if ifs and nuts were candies and nuts, but all that. But buddy, like they had so many chances that were this close, right? Like they that that Broussard shot that goes off Pinto skate and hits the post, that was a centimeter from being a goal. And then you look not not too long after that, I believe it was on the power play. Shane Pinto walked one out from the corner and he rifles one off the post. Like it was it was also so close to going in the net. And then you look at the self-inflicted stuff. I mean, Debrinkin and, and Shabbat. Like they should be looking directly at each other and themselves in the mirror and saying, like, this one's on us, boys. Like, we made two brutal critical errors, like complete F-ups that that resulted in in goals. And that's that's an individual screw up. And and that's the kind of thing that you can't have from your best guys. They're the best guys. We expect that from Nikita Zaitsev. Yeah, the you don't expect over- it from Thomas Shabbat, and we don't want to see it from, from Alex Dabrinkit. Yes, but who were the best players on the ice tonight? We'll get into that in just a minute. Quickly, we want to let you know that betonline.net is the number one source for all things gambling when it comes to the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every single game at BetOnline. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information and live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all favorite games and events, including the World Series. Oh, that's going to be elimination game tomorrow. You got more NHL action, all of it. You can find it at betonline.net. Betonline.net, where the game starts. All right, so the Senators lose 5-4 at home. Now this this uh, losing streak has spanned Canadian Tire Center, Florida, Florida, back to the CTC. So they need to really right the ship here on Saturday when the Vancouver Canucks come to town. That's going to be an important game. For, or sorry, Vancouver might be next week. Who's on Saturday? I'm getting ahead of myself. Is it? What? Vancouver's not on Saturday. No, it's Philly. Philly. Thank you. Thank you. Vancouver. I'll be there. I'll be there. So I should know. Yeah, you should know that. Uh, Philly on Saturday. Cam Talbot gets a start and then Vancouver finishes off this home set. I knew Vancouver was there. Pesky. All right. Who's your Sen Central standout tonight, Martian? 
Uh, well, I want to I want to leave someone for you because there's something specific I want to I want to talk about with with my standout, and that that's Claude Giroux tonight. Okay, this like we we knew that Claude, Claude Giroux was going to come in and provide leadership for the team, right? And he he showed that tonight, and he's one of those guys too. Now that you look at and, and his his give a shit meter is so high. Right. Sorry, if you can hear my dog barking. My apologies. My girlfriend's just getting home. He doesn't he, like. He doesn't like your points. He didn't like my point. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Um, but no, like Giroux was was showing his leadership tonight, and then on top of that, the two goals, you know, the five shots on net, and the emotion after the game, you know, of him hanging his head and not being very happy about the way things are going, and him wanting, you know, to make that big difference tonight, and not quite being able to get the team uh, over the top. I think everybody probably on that bench started thinking like, we got this, we're going to do it. I messaged you boys and I was like, they're going to do it. And, um, you know, they just weren't quite able to do it. And, uh, but, but his, but his abilities out there as a leader, I think are, are going to pay huge dividends for this team going forward and throughout the rest of this year. Cause it is a long road, Ross. We're early still. Yes. Now 10 games in to the regular season. I'm going with Brady Kachuk with his three assists. He just continues to impress me. Hell, we, we should just lump this whole top line in there because once they were put together, they were money. They played 7-13 at even strength together. All, if not Most, if not all of it, was in the third period. They had six scoring chances for, only one against, four of the high danger variety. They were all over the ice, and I really want to see what this line can do together for a long time because – when you think about it, I mean, it makes sense. You've got the speed of Stutzler that can open things up, create zone entries, and distribute the puck. Giroux is he's a space eater out there. He's either taking away space when he's on the defensive side and hounding pucks or creating space when he's on the offensive side. And then Brady Kachuk is a moose, as Josh Norris's dad told us. But, you know, you see the, the skill in his game as well. He had a couple of plays where he'd corral it at the defensive blue line. And I think in years past, we would have seen him just kind of like chip it off the wall and kind of a nothing play. Now he's getting a little more creative with kind of putting yeah. it on a tee for guys with speed through the neutral zone. So I'm hoping that's something that we see continue. But what more can you say? This guy's top 10 in scoring in the National Hockey League. And he's yeah, still 12 years old. It's awesome. I mean, 16 points after tonight, right, Ross? So, that, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good number after, you know, 10 games played. Um, and the other thing about him is his puck protection, Ross. It's, it's unmatched across the league, I would I would think. like I can't remember the last guy who protected the puck like that. On the Sens, maybe Mark Stone might be the, the best example of it, right? Who He's got that big body he can get in front, you know, between uh, defenders and, and the puck. But when, when Brady has the puck in the corner, there's no, there's no getting it off of him. Well, look at this. To our point, Brady Kachuk, 15 points on the season he is now joining Danny Heatley Jason Spezza Marion Hosa and Daniel Alfredson as the only players with 15 or more points in the team's first 10 games of the season super impressive numbers for the young star young captain of this Ottawa Senators team but you're just hoping at the end of the day that the defense can figure it out a little bit better because still too many turnovers still too many pizzas up the middle and they really need to clean that up if they're going to hope to to be a successful team at the end of the day. But you mentioned it at the same time, as frustrating as it is now, four losses in a row. They did a lot of good things tonight. And they also showed a lot of, I think, heart by coming back and 
they they could have folded the 10 i think when the goalie pull happened you're like okay are we just are we just you know signing off until philly on saturday which is obviously going to be a big game for Claude Giroux, his first time wearing his hometown team's colors going up against the team he captained for 900 games or 900 points, 1,000 games. Um, so I, I'm really curious to see how they respond or continue their response that they carried through the second and third period in this game. Yeah, and I, I, I'm with you. I thought they were just going to pack it in, and that was going to be one of the – I had people from, you know, who were in the building messaging me saying like, oh, really glad you missed this one, buddy. Like, good thing you didn't show up for this one because it's a real stinker. Uh, and I'm, I am glad though, that they, they were able to, you know, pick it up a little bit and at least like make it an interesting finish to the game. Um, they need to play like that all the time. I know that it's, it's a taxing way to play the way that they do when they're, when they're playing well, but that's what they need to do to win games. And God, Lord knows they need to start winning some games for us. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to get to the postcast after dark. We want to hear from you. We appreciate how much action we get in the chat. Just like Joe Bell saying, imagine losing to a right-handed goalie. Gross. Yeah, Logan Thompson certainly looked human in that game. And we'll see what's next for the Ottawa Senators. And we really want to hear what you guys have to say. So stay tuned for that. The postcast after dark, of course, that's exclusively on our YouTube. So if you're listening to this tomorrow morning, as we record, of course, right after each and every Sens game on the postcast, then you'll have to go check out the after dark on our YouTube page. We want to keep it nice and tight because we have more coming tomorrow with Mark Mathot joining Pilsy and I. But, Martian, I want your final thoughts. Like, how can you summarize such a back-and-forth, wild, high-event hockey game? It's hard to summarize it, Ross, to be honest. But, um, I mean, I would summarize it again as, as, as we're still looking at a young team here, a team that, that has a long road ahead as far as growth goes. We are missing two of our top you know, our top forward and Josh Norris and, and, and uh, Artem Zub as well on defense. So um, I, I still think that overall, when healthy, this team is really good. But um, this is just one of those losses that doesn't sit right with anybody because they did it to themselves. Um, so I guess that's how I'd summarize it. It was self-inflicted loss. Yes, it certainly was. Let's get into it more on the postcast. Thank you for making the postcast your first listen after each and every Senators game right here on the Locked On Podcast Network for Laleem's Martian. You can again go follow him on Twitter at Laleem's Martian. I'm Ross Levitan. Stay tuned. The postcast after dark is coming up next right here on the Locked On Senators podcast.